This is the Dudes in Christ podcast. DJ Josh this morning. What's up? You don't forget, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Another episode of the Dudes in Christ podcast. Coming back at you for another episode. Hebrews 13. That's last it. one. Last stinking one. In, in remembrance of Hebrews, I had two cups of Hebrews today <laughs> <laughs> already. So, What's going on with you? Not much. Ready for another day. Yeah, yeah. Got some new equipment for worship today. Got that fresh, had to, fresh drop. Had to get a MacBook for Jesus. MacBook, uh, the Apple that Eve ate. Josh brought it that into the evil. church. Yeah. <laughs> That's what caused the fall. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I don't think the Bible says Apple. Right. Hey, pretty sure. It was. I know it doesn't say Apple. It, but. It was definitely fruit and not. Not a good old steak. That's yep. <laughs> Should have just ate the animals, huh? But uh, your new setup it looks pretty cool. Looks yeah, pretty it's going to be a little bit of adjustment to get used to, but uh, I'm excited. So, and financial wise, it I think all together with everything minus a uh, little subscription service that I had to get, but I paid a lot less than when I paid for my first keyboard. Really? That's good. It's good. I never would have thought that either, which I went with an older MacBook too. So yeah, but yep. they all update the same. That's right. The hardware might be a little bit older, but uh, and I'll just keep it off the internet, and then yeah. they'll never know I had it. Right? Just don't give to, it to your kids to slow it down or yeah. anything. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Hey, you need to buy a new one." Mm-hmm. That's right. It's Apple. How's your week been? It's pretty good. Pretty good. <clears throat> it uh, there was a uh, a little bit of. Uh, in the field work for like a day or two before it rained again. <laughs> yeah. But it was, uh, it was nice to see the weather finally starting. Man, it's just, seemed like the cold won't go away. It's like, what, April now? And yeah. still feels like 30 degrees. supposed to get up to like 70 today. Yeah. So long but, as the wind don't blow 800 mile an hour. Yeah. And we're, we're also praying for uh, the people on wind, when it went in Arkansas. Was yeah. it Arkansas? Yeah. Wind got hit. Tornado hard. went through and Little Rock, Arkansas got hit hard. Yep. You know, I've seen, uh, seen some videos of the damage. And, yeah, definitely praying for uh, those that and have got damage. And there was another big one over in Illinois or Indiana, somewhere on that state line there. Really? When I originally heard it, I was watching the Ron Hall y'all guy on YouTube. <laughs> and when it first hit there, they called it a mass, cas- mass casualty event because it that. hit a theater that was packed. I think it's concert going on. Yeah. But what I heard yesterday... If it's true, yesterday they were saying only one person died. Oh, that's good. Man. But there was there was a lot trapped, I guess, but only one death. So, yeah, I'm praying for all of them. Just, it was a what they advertised as a one in every fifty year event. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I know it was talking like it was going to get really bad here, and this kind of split us. Yeah. When when it was coming though, me and the kids were outside. You know, it was just windy anyway. But like every redneck. Yeah, <laughs> we was outside way. It. it was way before it got there. They <laughs> let school out early, 
Yeah, and like I said, we got a little rain shower. That was it. But the wind was blowing. But that's what I just said a little quick prayer that you know God protect us and from any harm or loss of life. You know, so sure. And it seemed to split us completely. Awesome. Just come over to my house next time. Hey, tell it to go away. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) But uh, let's jump right in, dude. We uh, we are finishing Hebrews thirteen today. It uh, we'll pick up like uh, we do just about every so every episode at the end of the previous one. It was Hebrews twelve twenty eight. It says, "Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping Him with holy fear and awe, for God is a devouring fire." So we see that we we receiving we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, and I'm we i'd like to say we have received yes. something that's a, a now reality we could kind of go back to that and pastor's kind of brought this to our light and by the way pastor is home he mm-hmm. is um, doing better we sat with him a little bit and he got some meals down and kind of got settled in and um probably won't be here today but uh he will be uh, still got some recovery soon. time yeah yeah just kidding i mean they completely bust your chest wide open to do yeah. something like that so yeah sure that and being, Sore and being on a lot of pain medicine and yep. doing nothing but sitting in a bed for a few weeks or whatever. So yeah. it's, it'll take some time recovery, but he is recovering <laughs> actually pretty well. He was actually uh, way ahead of schedule. He should have been here past Wednesday, but uh, where they moved the vein from his leg, it caused a clot issue and that set him back a few days. So, yeah. But swelling's down in that and uh, man, he's doing good. Anyway, going back to this this kingdom now deal, um, Pastor kind of brought that to light. This kind of these verses that shows us that uh, when Christ did receive that kingdom, if you want to look at John twenty, just really quick. Um, you know, Mary's going look for Jesus, and um, you know, after the cross, and this is where we known as the resurrection passage. You know, she's going to look in the tomb. He's not there. She's crying like, "Where's he at? Where did they take him to?" Uh, verse 14 picks up she turned to leave and saw someone standing there it was jesus she didn't recognize him dear woman why are you crying jesus asked her who are you looking for she thought he was the gardener sir she said if you have taken him away tell me where you have put him and i will go get him mary jesus said she turned to him and cried out rabboni which is hebrew for teacher don't cling to me jesus said for i haven't yet ascended to the father but go find my brothers and tell them I am ascending to my father and to your father, to my God and your God. You know, so Mary goes and tells the disciples and then Jesus, you know, shortly appears to them. But I think while Mary is gone, Jesus does ascend to the father. And we see uh, kind of that, that tie in in Daniel uh, seven thirteen. I was watching in the night visions and behold one like the son of man coming with the clouds of heaven he came to the ancient of days, which is God, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is everlasting dominion, which shall not pass away, and his kingdom, the one which shall never be destroyed. So we see that unshakable kingdom. We see that we're given, uh, you know, it was, in, we're, we're we're given it. It's something that's a now reality, and we can see that through the scriptures. So, kind of ends on a, a pretty uh, 
big note on on chapter 12 and i'm trying to get to to uh 13 let us shift some gears and uh we ready for 13 yeah good so um as we conclude this it kind of seems like there's several different little i guess just a a outro for it there's kind of several different little mini topics that come up i guess you could say but uh, verse one, keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Um, that's that's the theme for the New Testament, right? You know, right. you know, love, show love that that love that Christ has given you, that unconditional love. Um, spread that to others. You know, show that to others. Verse two, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who have done this have entertained angels without even realizing it. So, um, how you show yourself as a Christian is not by, as we'll talk in Sunday school, the works you do. It's not by, oh, you go to church and you do this and you do that. It's you show Christ by simply showing love to those you don't even know. You know, yep. you're, you're loving them uh, before you even have a reason not to. <laughs> That's right. what some would say. Verse three, remember those in prison as, as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. Um, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And this one, this is kind of a, a common theme in the Bible, right? Don't don't love from don't have love for money. And I was kind of thinking this as I was just kind of listening to the scripture on the way here is um, kind of tying that in, like, because money is something we obviously need, right? Like we yeah. have to pay bills. We have to su- support our family. We have to, we have to have money. But I was thinking, like, where does that change from loving it to, you know, needing it or what have you? And it just goes back to love. Like if you were thinking if you love something like your spouse or your kid or whatever, you wouldn't want to give that away. Like you wouldn't want to just give that away. And so I take money as this, the love for money is you wouldn't want to give that away. Yeah. I'm not talking about just like paying your tithe. I'm talking right. about, you know, if somebody if you loved it, you'd stingy. Yeah. You would hold it to yourself. You would, um, you know, maybe not pay for that someone's meal that's struggling you know you know what whatever that is you know also love money can kind of go towards people that chase money and yeah. jobs and yeah so they'll chase the the dollar mm-hmm. and leave behind a family yeah a lot of times where yeah, you good. spend so much time chasing money you're yeah. never home right yeah chasing that uh yeah and you ask like well, what are you chasing it for if you're not yeah you know what i mean if it's it's oh, that's good. Good little subtopic. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, so I will have no fear. What can mere people do to me? Uh, this one, this is one that's highlighted in my Bible, and forever mm-hmm. thankful for our our leadership that that we have uh, here. Remember your leaders who taught you the Word of God. Think of all that has come from their lives, and follow the example of their faith. And uh, you know, when I think about this, I obviously think about. Our pastor in the ministry, he's had for a long time the, the many trials and, um, you know, the, the learning and, and 
trying to figure out how to actually be a leader, how to be a pastor, how to, uh, you know, just go up in, in the, in the trenches, if you will, just figuring it out and being faithful. And, uh, even when the hard times, you know, may hit that he always kept pushing forward. And, and I always, I think about your dad a lot too, cause that's, you know, mm-hmm. when we were ordained the words that he spoke to us and just that example, he always give of being, uh, being that humble servant and being that real kind, genuine uh, person, you know. So that this this verse probably speaks to both of us pretty, yeah. pretty uh, heavily. Yes. So Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank God, right? Because we have, <laughs> we're different every day. Yeah. We uh, sometimes different every hour. <laughs> yeah. Depends on the caffeine <laughs> content at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> But he's the same. His love is is every day. It's it's an everlasting, never ending, unconditional love, and and thank God for that. So do not be attracted by strange new ideas. Your strength comes from God's grace, not from rules about food, which don't help those who follow them. And what uh, you said, he's going to pick up, kind of yeah, passing this torch to you. <laughs> okay. Um, verse ten says, "We have an altar from which the priest and a tabernacle." have no right to eat. Under the old system, the high priest brought the blood of animals into the holy place as a sacrifice for sin, and the bodies of the animals were burned outside the camp. So also Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates to make his people holy by means of his own blood. So let us go out to him outside the camp and bear the, bear the disgrace he bore, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. So our altar is the sacrifice of Jesus. It's not the the physical altar in the temple, right. which is of no benefit to those who hold to the old law. And that goes to Galatians um, 5, verse 4. Oh, that's a good one. It says for Galatians 5 and 4 says, For if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ, and you have fallen away from Christ. So it is of no benefit if we're holding on to the old law, this altar. And I'm missing my Bible today, so I'm using my phone and honestly have a harder time finding it. I'm just the opposite. <laughs> I, have, I, don't, I don't have a like a go-to Bible. I got 17 different ones that I mingle in. So, <laughs> uh, so uh, it says in verse 12, Jesus suffered and died outside the city gates. So Christ suffered outside the gate. So we should be willing to serve him outside the camp, which is outside yeah. the physical religious community of Israel. Yeah. So, um, and we don't long for physical Jerusalem, but the Holy city knew Jerusalem. And, and uh, that's I hit a couple things on the Holy city, Hebrews 12 and 22 says says no you have not come to mount zion to the city of the living god the heavenly jerusalem you have not come to mount zion to the city of the living god the heavy the heavenly jerusalem and to countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering you have come to the assembly of god's firstborn children whose names are written in heaven um and then go over to revelation revelation 3 and 12 says all who are victorious will become pillars in the temple of my God, and they will never have to leave it. And I will write 
on them the name of my God, and they will be citizens in the city of my God, the new Jerusalem that comes down from heaven from God, from my God, and I, I will also write on them my new name. And that's the words of Jesus. They're saying this temple or this city has come. In Revelation 21, speaks of the new Jerusalem. Uh, John says, Then I saw a new, city, a new heaven and a new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared, and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And pastors went over that with us. We think yeah. what this is saying uh, for the, the earth and the heaven disappeared see. and the sea. Yeah. And we're thinking of the physical earth and the ocean, but the sea is actually like a fountain type thing yeah, inside the temple. The temple. Um. And then verse 10 and 21, 10 and 11 says, So he took me in his spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. And it shone with glory, with the glory of God, and sparkled like a precious stone, like jasper, as clear as crystal. So that new city, the we're not longing for physical Jerusalem. Like, yeah. um, I know a lot of religions get caught up in that waiting for which is not yeah. i mean yes we show love to everybody but we're not waiting on jerusalem we're not trying to get jerusalem right we're not trying to get to jerusalem yeah the new jerusalem has come when yeah. the kingdom came right yeah that's good it's good stuff back to 13 so verse 15, Hebrews 13 and 15. Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. And don't forget to do good and share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. So he tells us that, you know, doing good, loving another, loving one another, that's what pleases God. Yeah. And then 17 picks back up with the, the leaders. Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. And we've always heard that. Mm -hmm. And I've always believed that, even as myself, like I'm accountable for my wife and my child yeah. learning. Now, once they're able to make their own decision, they're accountable to themselves. But under my roof, I'm accountable to teach them all I can, and just like our pastor is accountable to each and every person in the church. Yep. And that's all the more reason that we should be praying for our pastors. Yeah, and that's that's um that is the one not the one reason, but the one of many reasons where um you have to almost be careful in some places you go because the leadership or the pastor or the preacher or whoever whatever title is kind of leading that congregation or leading those sheep if you could use that yeah. kind of comparison is the reason he or she might be there is to fulfill his check like right. get his check and get out it's he doesn't understand that he is watch over their soul he she whoever it is right and that's that's just important like you said praying um praying for your leadership uh praying that they are being um 
used by God and not just fulfilling their own um, passion or their own um, self-righteousness, their own paycheck. Um, It's got to be, you know, there's nothing wrong with getting paid to do that, you know, but uh, what's the, what's the go? Is it to get your check and get out and go, you know, do Yeah, You can't go to work and not (laughs) do your job and get paid still. Yeah. So, um, yeah. When your job title is as broad as that, you're, mm-hmm. you said we're the pastor's responsible for everybody under them. Yeah. So, and it says the second part of that, give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. Yeah. That would certainly not be for your benefit. Yeah. So don't give your pastor sorrow. That's right. <laughs> be good. <laughs> uh, verse 18, pray for us. For our conscience is clear, and we want to live honorably in everything we do, and especially pray that I will be able to come back to you soon. And he says, Now may the God of peace who brought up who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. All glory to him forever and ever. Amen. Uh, Verse 22, I urge you, dear brothers and sisters, to pay attention to what I have written in this brief exhortation. I want you to know that our brother Timothy has been released from jail. If he comes here soon, I will bring him with me to see you. Greet all your leaders and all the believers there. The believers from Italy send you their greetings. May God's grace be with you all. So yeah, so, just ending it. You see, uh, old Timothy, he been on that five to ten. He got out. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's crazy though. Like just to think of how many people back in that day, uh, followers of Jesus, were imprisoned for simply their belief. Like it's, uh, uh, we see that a lot, uh, kind of just in the text. And I, don't, I don't think. I don't kind of realize it how hard it would be to even preach the gospel back then because if certain person hears a certain word, you're getting put in jail. And then now, just imagine. Okay, so bring this to new age. Imagine being a pastor, mm-hmm. and you're, uh, you know, like the sheep we just talked about. You're over them. You're, you're, um, uh, you know, you're their their pastor. You're there who they look to. Um, imagine, you know, you're trying to show them Jesus, who they are in Christ and, uh, you know, just kind of help them learn, uh, you know, about what Christ has done, things like that. And then you get put in jail. So imagine now you got a group of however many in your congregation. Now they're scattered. Now they're, yeah. they're, if they were, you know, mature and eating that meat, as Paul talks about, uh, they could probably help encourage each other and bring it together. But imagine if you're, you're leading people that are full, or st- full of still on milk, and now they're scattered, and yeah, you know, then they're possibly you know questioning, is this you know what's going on? So, I couldn't imagine what it would be like back in that day, just having to get locked up for simply having faith. Yeah, in Jesus, uh, it it would be crazy. I mean, and it still it happens in in the world today. Yeah, but we here in America have yet to see it. I, right. I hope it never comes. Yeah, to that point, but you know, just imagine them coming in, busting down the doors yeah. of the church, and coming in and arresting you for being here, yeah. or coming into your house and searching through your house for a Bible. 
and kind of look back and reminds me of the, the movie, The Book of Eli, mm-hmm. with the Denzel Washington, yeah. where they were trying to get rid of all the Bibles, burn yeah. them all, get rid of them. And when you're searching out, the the one guy in the movie knew that that book had power, yeah, and it would give him power. So it, he meant evil with it, but yeah. you know, but yeah, it's crazy. That's why you gotta hide them guns. But and he <laughs> tells us be be happy, be joyful, even if yeah. it comes down to that. If That's you're right. locked up, be joyful. Yep, because Jesus suffered, so should we. Yep, man, that's good. That is some good stuff right there. Hebrews. Yeah. What's next? I don't know. It ended with talking about Timothy. I thought about going. Yeah. To Timothy, there's some good. Uh, yeah, some good kind of in there. discipling mm-hmm. there. Let's do it. But uh, but we're going back to well, I, I don't know the timeline. Timothy's before Hebrews in the Bible, but the timeline may be different. I don't know on when the books were wrote. But maybe Timothy pre-prison in Hebrews or maybe after. Let's find out. Find out something. Yeah. First Timothy next week. Cool. Thank you guys for checking out another episode of the Dudes in Christ podcast. That uh, concludes our Hebrews. It sounds like we're heading over to uh, First Timothy next week and just keep on, keep on rolling, going through the word uh, one, uh, one chapter at a time so far. That's kind of seems the format. So we'll keep that as a go. Uh, get through it and um maybe you know. we can get pops in here next week yeah yeah hopefully uh hopefully he'll be feeling better yep he'll be percolating and i tried to give him a thumbs up for this week but yeah it yeah didn't work he's, out he's gonna have to do double duty next time so <laughs> he uh he started this that's right <laughs> yep yep we probably probably uh rig up some kind of microphone in his house and yeah last live stream him in yeah we can facetime him yeah cool Well, uh, we will see you guys next week. Love y'all.